3: Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Spotlight On. I'm your host, Candy Buenrostro. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Candy Buen. If you have any questions, I'm here with the lovely...
1: James Law Jr. And you can find me on uh, Twitter at BlackHopeLA, B-L-A-K-H-O-P-E-L-A, Facebook, James Law Jr., and my website, superorganizeruniverse.com.
3: And we're very excited this morning because we have a very special guest live in studio, Mr. Mark Teschner, Mm. seven-time Emmy Daytime winner of the famous General Hospital. So we're very excited. Yes, so, we are. And you. I
2: have no Twitter, no Instagram. <laughs> no, Snapchat. So, no, no Snapchat. No Snapchat. <laughs> I might have the app on my phone. I've never you used it. You probably do. It, so yeah. there's no way to follow me unless, you know, you're in the supermarket. Your daughter knows all that stuff, I'm sure. Yes. yes I'm at, sure she knows 10, everything. 10, they know everything. They know everything. For sure. Yes. They, they do.
3: They do. Well, again, thank you so much yes. for being here this morning. Um First off, we have so many questions to yes. ask you, I'm so excited, and yes. also fans of General Hospital, James will be doing a General Hospital weekly recap show, and Yes. when will that start?
1: Okay, so it's called the GH Report, we actually have a Facebook page, so go ahead and like it, you know, for its last, thing for its last, the GH Report, and uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. We hope to start when we get into the new studio in a couple of weeks, uh, we'll be announcing a start date soon. So it's coming soon. I'm
3: excited. There needs to be.
1: Yes, there does. I'm in agreement. You would be, I'm sure. Anything
2: to promote the show.
1: Yes. I've been watching it since
2: 1979. So I was just telling him earlier. So I'm very excited to have a show for it. I've been watching it since longer than that because wow. I grew up on the East Coast. And even okay. though as a kid after school, yeah. I didn't rush home to watch the soaps because you're out playing, yeah, yeah. it was on three o'clock every day. Yeah, so it was mm-hmm. part of my lexicon, part of my universe. Mm-hmm. I knew about the show. Yes. And then so when I got the job in late 89, this was something that. I knew the show. Yeah. So it was cool because I wasn't going from moving from New York to Los Angeles for this unknown entity. (laughs) I was being offered really the opportunity of a lifetime uh, to be part of something so iconic. And, you know, it's funny that stays with me. I've been with the show 25 and a half years. The show's been on 53 years. So. I've been able to cast a lot of the episodes, but what's never lost on me is how iconic the show is. Everybody has either seen it or knows somebody that's seen it, but everybody's heard of it. And so I never take that lightly. There's not a a part that comes up, whether it's one line that (laughs) I'm not aware of, you know, people are going to watch this, so, you know, I got to get it right. So I feel that. Legacy, yeah, you know, on a daily basis, well, I just
1: have to ask you real quick on that on that note yeah. you watched it. How did you feel when you first stepped on the stage back then because I know it's a different stage and everything. You probably doing that, but how would you feel when you walked on? well, it's still the same stage so still the same? Uh, he, okay. it
2: was pretty it was pretty amazing for me because coming from New York, where I had done the soap loving for, oh, yeah, for four you. and a half years also on yeah. ABC yeah. um The set was much smaller. We were a half-hour show. New York studios don't have as much space. So the first day of my new job, December 4th, 1989, (laughs) like (laughs) yesterday. Like yesterday. It uh, was yesterday. Walking on the set was... It was awe-inspiring. It's a very large set, and every night they, they... change the, the actual sets that are there. Yeah. There's a 24-hour crew that comes oh, wow. in. So, you know I mean, they the, the hospital is always up, and back in the day, the quarter main den always stayed oh, up. Like her, I mean, yes. we're getting more quartermains, but in yes. terms of, of yeah. that. But I have to say, it's just the magnitude of the set, and just you could feel the the presence of the show. Oh, and, yeah. I, and this is going to sound very corny, but even today when I walk down on the set, I still feel something. And I guess yeah. for me... The day I stop feeling a, a yeah. connection or an yeah. excitement about being on a set is the day I'm maybe in the wrong profession. I hope that doesn't happen because yeah. I, I love yeah. what I do and uh, it's not lost on me. You that, you know. Well, it's a nice. first of all, it's a blessing to work in this business for anybody yes. in yes. any yes. area because everybody wants to be in this they business. <laughs> yes. And then to work on a show that you know is revered that for me makes it a little extra cool but I I never take it for granted even on those long (laughs) grueling days it's like you know I could be outdoors in 100 degrees doing something that I don't love doing so there's no such thing as a day that doesn't have something I've enjoyed about the experience of coming into work
3: speaking of iconic you are an iconic casting director
2: because
3: All of my friends and, you know, that I mentioned, anybody, Mark Teshner, it's the same response. Oh, I love Mark. He's so kind. And in the audition room, you're just so nice and you're nurturing and you really want to help the actor. And that's not common. No, no, not um, at all. You know, and you've casted so many, like, actors over the years. Is there something, you know, is there something that you see when somebody walks in, you're like, oh, in the head, like, that's so-and-so, that's, sure. that's,
2: that's it. Well, first of all, I, I appreciate you saying that. I, I, I love actors. Uh, you know, I started as an actor, you know, right out of college, and so it is a very difficult profession. You, Every time an actor walks into the room, they're incredibly vulnerable. They They need a yes. job. So, yes. A, I'm aware of that, and B, why wouldn't I create a space that's comfortable? Because if the actor feels supported in the room, They're going to do better work. If they feel an energy from a casting director of, it's me against you... And that wall, they're not going to be present to doing a great job. And I need the actor to do the great right. job. That's the, that's the great myth buster right there. It's not right. us against them. We need the actors yes. to come in and do an amazing job. My life is great when I have seen actors for a role and I feel like I've got some really great choices. Right. My life is not so great when I've read four or five hundred yeah. actors for a role, which is about average wow. and for a contract role. And mm. I feel like, you know what? I still don't have it. I just feel on a gut level I don't have it, which ties into your question. Can you tell? Well, you know, yes and no. First of all, when I walk out to the waiting room, just to bring an actor in, I immediately get a sense of their presence, their vibe, whether just their their essence is right for the role or not. Um, and then usually we and then we start the audition, and the audition scenes are usually. Two and a half to four minutes, depending on the material, you know, four five, six pages. They're very juicy, complicated, complex audition scenes, because in that audition scene, we're looking for range, complexity. And I can tell much sooner than two minutes whether somebody has has the goods or not in terms of what i'm looking for it's you know for a series regular we're looking for the the complete package wow. it's not enough to be great looking because everybody that auditions it's is great, great looking you know <laughs> right. it's like you have to have depth complexity yeah. soulfulness are you appealing are you charismatic there are certain intangibles as well as indefinable things that you know it when you see it And as a casting director i better know it when i see it otherwise you know I, i'm not bringing my capabilities to the process. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you kind of know it when you see it. But that doesn't mean that an actor can come in and read for a role for me, which happens a lot. They're just not right for the role. Mm -hmm. But if I like them and I respond to them, they're on my radar for something else down the road. And on the show, you know, we add maybe anywhere from four to six, four to seven, sometimes four to eight series regulars a year. There's okay. constant turnover, and there are literally hundreds of additional speaking parts a year. Right. So I am casting a role or two or three every day, and somebody can come in for me and be really wonderful, yeah, yeah. but just not be what we were looking for for that day, for that role. But if... if if I remember them, they have a very good opportunity of getting either another audition or being on the show in another role. We've had situations where actors have read for us. We didn't hire them for a contract Mm -hmm. role, and then we hired them for more of a recurring supporting Mm -hmm. role, and the contract role that they didn't get (laughs) ended up being written out, and the role that they got ended up going on and on and turning into something very major. And one of the fun things about casting Mm -hmm. for daytime is that can happen a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, we're on... 252, 254 yeah. episodes a year. Yeah. So whereas Primetime is 22 to 26 episodes, except for Cable, which is maybe right. 10 or 12, yeah. we can put a character on the show try and kind of try somebody out yeah. and see if something expands and there's an opportunity. So for an actor, you never know when just one day on General Hospital can turn into a few days yeah. or in in some cases a few years it's just yeah. that's the kind of when it goes into the universe yeah. and something magical happens yeah. and that's exciting well, it's funny because
1: um I uh, whenever I interview other act sub actors I always ask them have you interviewed for another role and a lot of times they did oh yeah and they will say oh yeah I went up for you know, I went up for sunny and I didn't get it and I got the, you know they, they, it's like you say it's more often common than
2: not absolutely know. although the only actor that Everyone up for the okay. was Maurice Bernard. Oh, so was he family, He was the only one After we, all
1: my children, he was Nico, you saw we, him. We, and... we, we,
2: we, everybody knew of him, and he yeah. was taking a, a bit of a break from daytime, yeah. and, and, and he had just done, I think, even the, uh, Lucy and Desi movie. Oh, that's right. That, I talk about it, yes. And it was just it. the right yeah. timing where we, we, uh, we brought him in. We actually, uh, we had two roles on the table okay. and I believe we What's said which one? role appeals to you what was the other one I don't remember, remember, I don't remember, remember. but oh, I do remember, remember. Oh, we, it, I do remember we gave him it's a role that no longer exists I got, I got, so, and some he still are right. Maurice's instinct was yeah. to choose the right role and of oh, course wow. he's talk about iconic he's become iconic oh, well. but he, was, he was the only person we How considered funny. for the role and you know it's funny when he got the role he was a, he was a boy I mean it was a, he, was he, he was a young man but he was a boy and to see him through the years mature into a man from me a great example of that would be rebecca herbst oh my god
1: yes yes you know elizabeth
2: elizabeth Weber, where she was cast on the show maybe i think (laughs) when she was 17 or 18 (laughs) and she had been reading for me since she was 14 years old and was always on my radar actually that's an example she didn't get the role she tested for okay we cast another actress, but we created a role for her, and the the other role was written out after six months, and here <laughs> she's been on 15 well, years. Well,
1: remember when General when Hospital did let her go, and the fans were, I mean, it's funny how the fans really were in an outrage. and mm-hmm. do remember that, were in an outrage, because she's just such a great, she's such a great actress, she yeah. can do it all. You know,
2: things happen. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm very glad we heard the fans because she is... Phenomenal. She's she's a terrific actress and she's terrific with everybody she's in a scene with. And You know, you don't see that happen too much. You know, we've let... In my 25 and a half years, we've let a lot of actors go and fans are upset. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it's very rare you see somebody be brought back. But I'm really glad that that worked out. You know, that's that's how that happens, I'm not privy to, yeah, you know, yeah, fan yeah. reaction. Yeah. My job is put them on the show. Once they're on the show, I'm already on to the yeah. next role, and then it yeah, goes into yeah. other other avenues, but I'm really glad we brought it up. I have
1: out. to ask you something, because you also did, um, did, did you
2: also do Ryan's Hope casting, or are you on that? I did very brief Ray work with Ryan's and Hope. It was my first foray into daytime. I that. did three roles for them, okay. helping out when okay. they were in the transition of moving to new studios, yes. as you are.
1: Yes, right, exactly. And exactly. then, you did a show Show, and also did Poor Charles, of course. But she also did a show that I really liked, and uh, really, I really, I really
2: liked, and it was Night Shift. I loved Night Shift. I, loved I Night did Shift both also. seasons of Night <laughs> Shift. I did both yeah. seasons. of Night. So there were thirteen episodes for each I loved each it. Loved I, loved it, loved it I loved it too. I loved it too. And the actors you I, found were great. Some great actors you. on there. That was really fun. That was. Uh, that's a dear show to me, you know. And I was hoping uh, they would come on to the regular show. <laughs> well, you know, we did bring a few over. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, we brought a few over to recur. And Nazanin Boniadi, who's had quite oh. the career, we yeah. actually oh, did yeah. bring her over as a series regular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we had some really terrific people. Uh, Billy D. Williams. Yes, um, uh, yes, he and, it. It just, yes, For me, was playing I mean, with the girl who played Nadine was great. And the guy
1: yeah. who um, I'm like, his name and I'm picturing his face, and he's actually doing a lot of um, character acting right now. He played, he was gay on the show. Oh, my blonde guy, I forgot his name, but he was so yeah. wonderful on the show, and I was like, I wanted to come on to regular General Hospital. Yeah, I was like, no, a- we
2: had a lot, and and that would have been a great storyline yeah. to even bring over yeah. to General Hospital, but. You know the cast is so large, yeah, and so you yeah. have to. The, the, I wish we honestly. I wish we had brought more over. Yeah. But, what but, great casting, but well of course, thank you. Yes, but yeah. you know, you have this canvas, yeah. and it's populated with so many people, and it's trying to find the balance between telling stories with as many people as possible, but still being able to tell the stories yeah. to the people that you need to tell the story yeah. for. And so, maybe if the show was a two-hour show yeah. every day, oh, we'd know. have room. But yeah, that show will always have a, a warm spot for me. I just... I feel like it was ahead of its time. It was. Mm-hmm. And awesome. now you awesome. see a lot of the primetime shows mirror what we did, and mm-hmm. even Port Charles, mm-hmm. which was on from 97 to 2003. Vampires. Well, maybe that was sort of our gasp yeah, to yeah, reinvent yeah. the show, but when right. it started, yeah. it was really basically a precursor to Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. It was based on the eight interns in the hospital trying to make it yes. on the canvas of General Hospital. Yeah. And actually, that was a pretty, really great yeah. idea. Yeah. I just think for whatever reason, you know, it's so hard to get numbers, especially with a new soap, that's which is why weird. you don't yeah. see yeah. new soaps. And that's when... when that the, wasn't working in terms of numbers. Right. Then we went to kind of more of a telenovela yeah. yeah, novella format, The 13-week yeah. stories, then the vampires. Yes. So then it became something <laughs> <Yeah. that> <laughs> very <laughs> different. But again, had it Yeah, its time. It did. Yes. Yeah, it did, we it was. were a vampire show before yeah. vampires exactly. became yeah. the rage yeah. on television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, all of that was a little bit cutting edge and fun to be a part of. And you're part of it. it was fun to be a part of. And yeah. it was kind of... Uh, Exhilarating to come into work and juggle General Hospital and Port Charles. You know, for those, for the uh, eight series regular roles on Port Charles, I auditioned 1750 actors in New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago while still casting General Hospital. And it was crazy and there were weekends I was working and I, I remember one weekend flying to Chicago on the weekend. I remember one weekend flying to New York. And casting out of my old loving offices, oh, which had just been cancelled. Wow, because so was very well, we turned to the city for a minute, didn't then he it? It turned to the city, yeah, okay, so that was coming full circle back yeah. at my old office, yeah. so those were fun, wow. exhilarating times wow. when there were you know there were a lot of soaps on, and yes. people were trying some things, and you know we've got four good core, strong soaps now and and yes. but that was a very different time, so that was yeah. fun. i'm glad you liked the yeah, show, I but did. because you know not a lot of people watched it, and I loved it I enjoyed it
3: but. A fan did want to know when you had a recast the character of Jason Morgan, <laughs> Was did you know you wanted Billy for the role or did that just kind of fall into place? Or from did you audition one, actors? From,
2: from day one, Frank Valentini, our executive producer, he's was amazing, dialed in. Yes. He's a very yes. creative guy. He was very dialed into Billy. This was a situation where it was it was Billy Miller. And wow. we got lucky. He, I'm somebody, one over. I'm he's on amazing. Like, he, he, he's was, one over. he was available. The timing was right, and without losing the essence of Jason, who was played so brilliantly by Steve Steve Burton Burton, all those years, he has found a way to make it his own. And even now, as you're seeing on the show, other characteristics, other shadings of his new Jason are, are coming into play. And it's really just the beginning of... That kind of thing unfolding. Well, I want to
1: pick it back up for a question because, like, for me as a fan, I was I knew him from all my children and right. from Young know, and Restless, great actor, you know all this stuff. But I was even skeptical because Steve Burton is such an I. He was Jason, right? So what were as a casting? I know Frank Valentino mentioned him to you, but what did you see in him that said, as a casting director, he probably can do this?
2: Presence, charisma, mm-hmm. and range—all right. the things you need, all the things that you need in that role you want to have it in any role but when you're replacing an actor that's been on the show for 20 yeah. years yes. it's uh, yeah. uh it's it, it's hard and uh you know and i love steve burton and steve's a great guy yeah. and, you know i i you know when steve got general hospital i think he was 17 yeah. 18 years old I know, yeah. and i remember we ha- we were down to a few guys and at the time the executive producer of the show that cast steve was uh Gloria Monty, and Hi, Gloria She she was there for a year that I overlapped, okay. and she happened to throw out right before the callback session that she wanted the guys to be six feet tall, oh. and that was you know new information to me. Yeah. So I uh, I pulled Steve aside because I really felt he was the guy. I said, Steve, how tall are you? And he said. 5'11, whatever he was <laughs> at the time. I said, I need you to be six feet in 10 minutes. And he was wearing Doc Martens, 17 year old. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Um, yeah, roughly, yeah. And he had his surfy blonde hair. Oh, yeah, and he just man. He went in the bathroom and he put newspaper and he stuffed his <sighs> shoes. And came in. And, you know, it's great <laughs> idea, folks, at home, it's, it's, you're like you maybe a little it's, it's extra insure, but, you know, taller. I love that. You know, and it's the first time <laughs> you it's love really, that. it's the only, it's honestly, it's the only time that I've ever had a, a reference to somebody's height that I've had to cast. Yeah. And, you know, just this arbitrary thing that happened to be thrown out, but yeah. I was like, well, she wants six feet. I'm gonna give I'm her six gonna, feet. Give her six I'm feet. gonna give six feet. But it's it's funny. There's because it's not about height. It's not about yeah. height. It's yeah. about presence and stature. I was friends with the late casting director Bobby Hoffman, who cast Happy Days, wow. and mm-hmm. he told me this great story that that's been confirmed by other people, where the part of Fonzie was written as this six foot two <laughs> blonde haired <laughs> buffed. Oh, yeah. Wow handsome dude. And Bobby told me that he brought Henry Winkler in and and Gary Marshall turned to him and said, Bobby, he's not six feet, six feet. Bobby said to him, he acts six feet. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and of course, Gary Marshall obviously saw that. Yeah, Henry Winkler created this iconic character, but it's not about somebody's height. Mm -hmm. It's not about somebody's hair. It's about who that person is. Mm -hmm. And I tell actors, connect to who you are, connect to what's special and unique and dynamic about you, know what's dynamic and interesting about you, so you can bring that into the room. So even before you even start reading the audition material, you're, you're, there's a sense of ownership about mm. the material and right. who you are. You know, confidence is incredibly appealing in real life, as well as mm. real life, R-E-E-L, mm. when an actor walks mm. in the room. And so those are the intangibles that go in and i think actors sometimes worry about the things that they don't need to worry about wow, you know yeah. it's it's not going to come down to you know your height or your hair maybe in random instances but just be powerful And interesting. And Mm -hmm. even if you don't get the role, you will get remembered. And Mm -hmm. that's how you build, for an actor, that's how you build relationships in this town. The relationships don't come from cocktail parties, Mm -hmm. they don't come from work in the room, Mm -hmm. they come from people that have connected to you and responded to you and see something in you and are willing to help facilitate that and bring you in again and again there's too much writing in this business to say oh you're a great person who i Mm. met at you know the pizza parlor you know (laughs) i'm gonna put you on the show i might you know people might audition and give them a chance but everybody has so much writing on every viewer you can't you can't Not cast somebody for the right reasons
3: Speaking of do's and don'ts for an actor You know young watching this And trying to break into the acting scene What advice can you give Because you do the casting workshops And you are one of the many few That also you remember And you you see potential And you're like okay I'm going to remember you Again, not many. That's few and far. but <laughs> yes. yes. It's, you are amazing. Let me give an example really quickly. My friend Layla, who's also a host here, seven years ago she moved here from Ohio, and she paid money for some workshop da- downtown LA, and they said pick your casting director. So she picked you, and she's like Candace, it was the longest line, and he <laughs> waited for everybody, and he oh, went and shook everybody's hands, and that. he wow. take he wow. took the time to meet everybody, and oh, that's thank just. You. How genuine you are, and wow. you
2: just—well, I appreciate I that. Can't. I just, you know, well, thank you. I, I, I really like actors, and I think it's probably the hardest profession oh, because yeah, yeah. there's, there's staggering numbers. There's Constantly something like hundred thousand <laughs> actors <laughs> in L.A. and three hundred casting directors. So it's crazy, and there's constant rejection. Yes. So I, I love saying yes and hiring an actor, but the truth is, I say yeah. no more than I say yes. Say yes. Yeah. So we go, well, you. You know i 'm not going to humiliate somebody or dash their dreams, or I would feel terrible if an actor left the experience of meeting me feeling like they were denigrated or humiliated or just made to feel bad just because it's hard enough being an actor so i'm never I'm never going to do that and um also, having been an actor for only you know three short years after college i'm like, "Wow, this is, really... <laughs> and I came up against my share of you know, rude people as well. And, sure. uh, and I remember, you know, I remember that. And so I was like, yeah, I, I would never do that. Do's and don'ts. Um, do the work. Don't come into an audition not prepared. You have to make choices. I don't care if you've had the scene 10 minutes. Mm. You can still make choices. I've hired in my life two actors for series regulars that had the scene for 10 minutes. Right. So it happens. Roger. Do the work. Don't make excuses. I many actors work late. They work long hours, waiting tables, working at clubs, whatever. Don't come in and say I just got the scene or haven't had time to look at it. There's a way to look at the scene and do the work because I'm giving you my time. I'm expecting you to give me your best, whatever your best is mm-hmm. that day. That
3: really happens? They come in, they're like, oh, I haven't really...
2: I've, I've had that happen. <laughs> not Now, listen, not a lot. Okay. Right, but, just but it does come out, right? Uh, I really want somebody coming in and making choices. I want to see somebody that has a point of view about the material, even if it may not be my point of view. If I see an actor with, with, with something going on, I'll be intrigued enough. If they're not right for the role, I'll remember them. If they're right for the role and they're going in a direction that maybe is not what we're looking for, I'll work with them in the room so that when they leave, I really have a sense of, okay, yeah, I think, I think we can make this work. So it's my job to say yes, not to say no. And if actors remember that, I think it's a very liberating process. I also tell actors, don't go in to get a role. Go in the room to do good work. Okay. you can't go in and get a role right. because you could be the most amazing actor and you're not right for the role right. whatever yeah. the factors that go in but right. if you're talented you'll get remembered so you can't make somebody hire you but what you can do is do good work and I think for an actor if you go in and make it just I'm going to act for three minutes I'm going to get to act today in front of people right. it's a great feeling and then you leave and you've acted and you leave with your dignity and your talent and you're not coming in needy. Because when somebody comes in needing or wanting a job, just like not even Amen. acting, just in right. mind, you period, feel yeah. that energy right. and right. It, it, it sort of it pushes you away. Whereas confidence, not arrogance, yes. confidence is attractive. So yes. actors that understand that. Already are starting at a, at a place of positivity when they come in the room. So those are my do's and don'ts. Also, uh, I like actors to actually look like their photos, and a lot.
1: like <laughs> uh, real life eat. too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A lot
2: of actors don't look like their photos, oh, and for me, it's very frustrating because. I try to remember everybody, and I try to save as many photos and resumes as possible for other parts oh, that yeah, come up. I take copious notes on every actor that reads so yeah. that if something else comes up down the road, maybe another contract, maybe a cop, maybe mm. a doctor, maybe a waiter, whatever, I have this incredible database of actors that have read for me for these parts but if they don't look like their photo it becomes problematic for me because then I can't remember them then I'm looking at the photo and I'm like yeah they don't look like that and I'll actually make a note doesn't look like photo because if they don't it's hard for me to consider them so I think actors have to connect to who they are celebrate it own it and come in with this is who I am, like this is me at my best, you know, as opposed to this is how I look with incredible lighting and makeup, and there's there's no resemblance. Wow! Yeah. But I know people do that in real life. In real life, in real life, like, hello, look like yourself, please. Right, in acting like and here's the here's yeah. the funny thing. <laughs> an actor might get in to read for me for a right. role that they're not right for because they don't look like their photo, but they might have missed an opportunity to get an audition for somebody if their photo actually looked like mm-hmm. them. Somebody might have actually been looking for somebody like them, well, sure. yeah. but they didn't have that essence in their photo, and they right. missed out on something that they might have had a shot of
1: booking. Do you remember who you first cast on General Hospital? It was a line, it was 89. But yes. Okay.
2: My first contract role... Okay. Let's so remember this person. ...was Honor's Hove, who oh, played Cesar Faisal. I love him! He, who became Cesar, a legendary yes. Oh, my God. He, wow. he was my first contract role. What an amazing role. Um, and he was the first actor that auditioned for the role
1: wow this so so was it yeah. this was
2: like january february oh, of 89 so and I, I remember his audition he came in and he just created this oh, reality God. in oh, the room God. and he was incredible and we tested like seven guys for that oh, okay. role okay. but he was the first guy and it was wide open it could be any yeah, it, it could be right. any ethnicity it could come yeah. from any country and yeah. it just so happened we had this incredible Danish yeah, actor right, yeah. who had just moved here. Oh my god! And back in the day, now he's got the scruffy beard. Yeah, the oh yeah, yeah. He was much more groomed. He was much more like a Daniel Craig oh, vibe back well, in yeah, oh oh when god, he first came. Well. Before he kind of became a little more eccentric, and he, but he was just yeah. he had he had this combination of intensity yeah. and wildness at the same time. Mm. And then other roles that were yeah, the first yeah. roles. Yeah. I think we we uh, oh boy, but he was the first. I'm, I'm going to remember that. So I don't know if you're going to remember then, it. I thought it was mad. I, I, I don't I remember. Agree. And then there were a few Dons, which we won't get into. Just I know. Was why a, hey, why did he kill Monica's that was, daughter? That was a tricky There was like three or four. Line. Well, Sharon Case was one of them. Yeah. There were, so, so did, there you, you, did no, you do Sharon? No, Sharon was there before I was before there. Before there? Okay. So. And then there, uh, Greg Beecroft came in for a, uh, a short run as the real dude. Yes. And he was a very popular character, but we killed him. There were a lot of things going on at the show. But those were the ones that were my Okay. First foray into, yeah. uh, Coming from New York, but, but honors, on, like, honors is the first. I
1: was like, okay, this is. I mean, he has such chemistry with everybody yeah. that he's encounters in that show,
2: and all mm-hmm. the actors want to work with him. They do. He's so don't. Good. They're all like, oh, I want to get scenes with Faison. Oh, like, Fanola Hughes, who's an extraordinary actor, was so excited when she, last time Faison came back because she loves working yes. with him, and so yeah, those are fun things to look back on wow. and, and remember. I that's just one really quick. Question. Sure, Kathleen Gotti. Yes,
1: love her so much. I went to the Winterborn Winterthorn mm-hmm. um, premiere and I got to meet her briefly. Just I'm just in awe of her work. Were you part of her casting process? Yeah. Well, you know,
2: pretty uh, much anybody. That anybody saw the show. She's amazing. Am- you know, but she's amazing. Well. She's amazing. It's well, you like, know, to her credit, this is okay. This is great. The part was a three day part.
0: Uh, the okay. part
2: was a three day part, and you know of this. Doctor, (laughs) and it was slated for, I guess, three days, and so Frank Valentini said, "Can you just bring me like three or four people for this, so we can see him in the room?" And they were all good, all the actresses came in because they were all you know working actresses. But he just sparked Kathleen, and then from the first after the first few days you know, he connected with a writer and they kind of came up with a way to keep her around and expand and believing when she was cast, there there was no you're going to be Brit's mother (laughs) and that's a tribute to, you know, a producer seeing something that works and an actress who, take something and in three days finds a way to make it memorable okay. where it captures the imagination. It goes back mm-hmm. to what we talked about at the beginning of the interview, yeah. where she is now, has been on the show for years and years, recurring this as so this crazy wild... <laughs> if she ever thought she'd be singing and at the I Nurses know. Ball, I that, was I part, that, too. that was not part of the audition. It was just wow. a audition scene. So, yeah. But that's a great example of how those things happen. Wow. And, of course, that's not her accent, but I knew she had done, before I brought her in, I knew she had done a lot of different dialects. And we were looking for, you know, a a German or a Swiss actress to give an authentic feel to that. So that's just one of those nice stories. I love that. She's just amazing.
3: How often do you get random, just like, you know, uh, headshots or people, you know, trying to get in contact oh, with your dissertation? I mean, what, hundreds a
2: week. I mean, what are some random
3: week? stories well, that you've had the wildest? I, you do know, I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get hundreds of stories yeah. a
2: week. Um, but I don't get really crazy okay. stories. Okay. That's and good. that's probably a good
3: thing. Yes, I've gotten
2: good. actors that have sent sent their photo on a bar of soap that said, I really want to get on a soap. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> and funny. I, it's funny. That's I creative. Feel I'll give you I, it. I, I feel bad because it's sort of like, <laughs> I, you know, I know it's a... Um, so you used the soap. You're like, thanks, you know, you use the soap. I, I didn't even use the soap. <laughs> but, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, here's my feeling. I'm not... Pers- I I love actors, but I'm not a fan of Gimmicks. Um, You know, I always tell actors, the best gimmick is be a good actor. If you're a good actor, at some point, you'll at least get in front of somebody. Yeah. And I always say, and I could be totally wrong on this, but, you know, I think of the iconic actors that are part of when actors talk about actors that they look up to. Whether it's Pacino, Dustin Hoffman, James Dean, Meryl Streep. They probably didn't send their face on a bar of soap. they probably didn't worry about gimmicks. They were into the craft of acting, and somebody was responded to their artistry and that's what I tell actors. make it about your craft, make it about what you love doing it's not about twitter right it's not about Instagram. No. I know some people feel that way for me it's like it's about your talent. You need to be an actor because you have to act because you Ache to act and yep. you can't imagine doing anything else, that's what's going to be your foundation through the ups and downs of a very difficult yep. career, the love of acting, where you're you may not be working as an actor, but if you're in class every week, you're working as an actor. Yep. You're doing yep. the work. So that's really what it's about for me, and not the gimmicks and getting seen and yep. and all the stuff that has become so distracting in this new and world and yeah. prevalent where people are famous for being famous. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you notice, being famous for being famous doesn't really translate into an acting career. Yep, it translates <laughs> into an endorsement career and mm-hmm. being famous and notorious. Okay. Right. But you mm-hmm. don't really see that turning into a substantial yeah. acting career. And I think if somebody's really serious about acting, they need to make it about I love acting. I love the craft of acting. That's what casting directors respond to. That's what producers respond to. People that are going to take what's on the page All right. and elevate it. All right. How do you treat recasts? How do you treat... Oh, that, they are not fun. I would say
1: it must oh, be a whole different kind of
2: process. Like like Carly, for instance. They are recasts... You found great Carly's, of course, yeah. but... But you know what? Recasting is just... It's <sighs> never fun. Because once in a while a recast will happen because for whatever reason mm. an actor might not be working yeah. in a role. But the majority of recasts almost exclusively happen where... You've got an actor that's been terrific mm. and that has wanted to move on. Right, it's their right to and do that. so right. then right. it's like, okay, great. Uh, <laughs> what, what what do you do? Right, um, It's that balance between finding somebody that still has the essence of the character okay. so you're not totally rocking the audience okay. but who can still make it their own because each actor is individual. Billy Miller and Steve Burton are completely different mm-hmm. but they both embody who Jason is. Um, Laura Wright, who's phenomenal. Oh, my God, but yes. Is very different than Sarah Brown, is very different than Tara Brown. And they're all great. But they all worked. They so did. it's sort of, if the audience understands that, we're not recasting to make you angry. We're recasting because we have to. We right. have an actor that's left, right. and if they if they if they take a step back and watch, they'll, they'll usually if it's done right, they go on that journey. Yeah, yeah, Laura fair. Wright's incredibly popular. Sarah was popular. Yes. Tamara was popular. Yes. So, but it's it's the least fun thing for a casting I'm director. Sure. And I'm not speaking out of school. My fellow casting yeah, yeah, directors were sure. like, "Oh God, yeah. I have to recast," and right. it's hard to do because right. you're. It's hard sure. enough casting a, an actor from scratch, right? Let alone a role that's been established that the audience has an emotional mm-hmm. connection to. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when it, when the word recast comes on, no, it's just no, it's like no, oh that's not fun. But we'll do it, but you know it's
1: it's. Well, you had a special circumstance because I I know Jen Lilly and love her death. Yes, and I told her because I I interviewed for interviewed her for um, Teresa on Days of Our Lives, but I told her I go when you filled in for Kirsten Storms, you made Matt you made Maxie
2: your own. She sure did.
1: it's amazing so you had a situation where you had to to do that there was was a
2: situation where we just didn't have a lot of time with the recast I think we had three days to recast it wow it just was a quick situation and um, you know it was one of those things where I was there you know a little late at night just working on yeah. it and kind of just it comes down to the intuition there are okay. uh, there are thousands of 25 year old blonde haired <laughs> actresses in Los really Los believe in hollywood that's, believe crazy. It or not, <laughs> that's a shock to the viewers. i'm like what but to find somebody that could bring that quirky funny energy but still be empathetic where they understood the the comedic vibe but kept it grounded in truth that's Much more complicated, and it was a situation where Jen came in in the morning and read, and we said, "Can you come back this afternoon?" We had we kept three actresses, and we 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 called Bradford Anderson, who's amazing, and said, "Could you maybe could you come in and read?" And he read with them, and they had instant chemistry. I. After she left, they said, could you wait out in my waiting room? Because I was pretty sure we were going to hire her. She waited there while I called her agent, and she started two days later. Oh. And Bradford's an example. He was supposed to be on the show for three months.
3: Oh. No, I spend the character Spinelli was
2: supposed to be on the show oh, for funny. three months. And oh, yeah. how many years has Bradford yeah, been on the show? Totally. Yeah. And now you know, Emmy nominated. Right. And, but that's an example of... He took a character that that could have just been a plot device. Yeah. Yeah. And he brought such complexity and heart and humanity to it. The audience just fell in love with, you know, he the, the most unlikely yes. soap yeah. leading so totally, man. Totally, totally. Became leading, and is yes. a leading man. <laughs> at the same, same time, he's a, yes. He's a, he's, a, he's a great guy and he's a great actor. And what he brought to the audition and what we responded to was he took A character that, as written, could have been cartoonish in one note. The computer. Hacker guy. Hacker dude. And there were a lot of terrific guys that read for that. But he created a character.
3: He made it his own. He
2: made it his own. And it was like he wasn't a gimmick. He was a person. And he was able to bring that to the show and just capture the audience and... The producers and the writer's imagination and turn three months into a long run. Which, again, it's funny. We're talking about people where, (laughs) where literally, short runs have turned into long runs because anything is possible if you have talent. If you have talent and if it's the right time at the right place, you just. You just never know lightning does strike in this business and that's mm-hmm. what keeps actors going through very difficult times that possibility that you, you never know, know. maybe lightning yeah. can hit them and it's yeah. that's you have to get up and kind of have that faith in the morning but just to bring it full circle it doesn't happen if you're not prepared if you're not you doing the work it doesn't happen. You're not going to get. You might get the call and the opportunity, right. but you're not going to get the actual part if you're not ready. If your instrument isn't, you know, yeah. ready. Wow. Wow. You know, you can't be called up from. You know, you can't be called off the bench to step into the game right. and take over a quarterback and become a hero if you haven't been playing all That's all right week. true. Right.
3: Yeah, you have to warm up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On that note, he, we got to let Mark Teschner go do some casting for General Hospital. Yes. Oh, yeah, but, my job. Yeah, but thank you so much for being here. It was just yes. a pleasure interviewing you. It was my you. pleasure. Yes, I had a great you. time
2: thank with both of you, years. and we yeah, hope sure. you
3: do come back for your General yeah, Hospital we we'll talk.
2: Yes, I would love to do that. Yes, thank you.
3: All right, fans. Well, thank you so much again, uh, Candy Buen. If you have any questions, or you could tweet me at Candy Buen. C A N D I E B U E
1: N. Alrighty, it's very good. Where like can that. we
3: find you? Uh,
1: on Twitter at Black Hope LA and on Facebook, James Law Jr.
3: And you can find Mark Teschner, Casting General Hospital. <laughs> 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 yeah, we hope
1: or maybe at a Starbucks or something, who knows, right? <laughs> Once in a while, yes. Once in a while. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye bye.